in the words of 80s superstar rockers, Big Country. In a big country, dreams stay with you. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. figure these things out <laughs> that sentence made uh, very little grammatical sense but that's okay how are you bud i'm awesome how are you i'm doing all right doing all right i'm i'm over this cold weather cold weather <laughs> it's freezing here but i don't live in buffalo which has been epic following the 77 inches of snow over the weekend and you brought out one of my favorite songs of all time. Big Country? Big Country. Yeah. That's a that's that's a good one. Two hit wonders. Two hit wonders. Well, you know. Um It all it takes is one, right? That it, it is. That's exactly. So that's also my favorite basketball nickname of all time. Bryant Reeves, Big Country. Big Country. There's a local kid here who plays uh football whose name is big country nice. and he's like a real stocky like classic 80s mullet that he's got rocking i saw him yesterday at the store he was all dressed up must have been doing uh maybe a uh, a church thing or something i don't know but it was pretty funny to see this guy all dressed up with his mac daddy um billy cyrus mullet that he's got rocking. Nice. so yeah so we had a we had a, a a dinner party over the weekend with yeah a yeah group of friends and it was eighties themed. Gretchen posted a bunch of pictures, loved it. Um, so a lot of eighties songs. We did eighties trivia. We did. Um, we like to play a game called Hot or Not Hot. We don't sexualize uh-huh. people at all. Um, and so we did an eighties <laughs> edition of that. Uh, all eighties food. So yeah. that menu was for me pretty epic because it brought back memories of like going to parties in the eighties. I'm craving cheese logs and Kirk's Hawaiian cheese. (laughs) Yeah. We had the, the, uh, yeah, the Merck's, um, port wine cheese, which is my favorite. Yeah. Um, I love, Oh, it's so good. It's so terrible. And so good. Um, there's, (laughs) there is a, uh, a place called next whiskey bar in Mm -hmm. Lyle where we used to live just town over and they have a Merck's uh, spread cheeseburger. So you get that Merck's cheese on the burger. It is unbelievable. Oh, I bet that it is so good. Um, Yeah. 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 So Gretchen did all the cooking. She made a cheese ball, which was, I got to tell you, it was outstanding. It was so good. She, she nailed it. Um, We had, the classic 80s spinach dip in a pumpernickel round because you got to put it in a pumpernickel. 
Ferrick and I were talking about that yesterday. Uh, so it was pretty cool. I loved that. I was telling her, I won't spoil her, but I was telling her about the food yeah. and the pictures and the outfits, the Zubas. Yeah. <laughs> we had, uh, let's see what all the, so she made sloppy Joe's and us being from Chicago, you didn't have Lay's potato chips. You had Jay's. Jay's. Jay's potato yeah. chips. And they are still around, although they've gone through many iterations. They're now owned by Snyder and Lance, but I got the classic Jay's potato chips to go with that. And at the parties, you would have like the Sloppy Joe, but sometimes like they'd be slider, like the little Hawaiian buns. So we had those, mm-hmm. um, sh- the spinach dip. Oh, and then the seven layer Mexican dip. Yeah. That was, I mean, another one that's just so good. Classic. Uh, with Tostitos, yeah. of course. Um, you had to have the <laughs> Tostitos. Uh, and then the the big like fancy foods of the eighties were sushi. Sushi got hot. So I went and bought, mm-hmm. we bought sushi. We didn't make sushi. Um, that was, that was a fancy food. And then we had, Oh, the other fancy food was, uh, beef Wellington became popular. So she actually, that's the little round. Was it little round? She made bite-sized Wellingtons. Yeah. 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 I saw the pictures. They look great, oh my gosh. but I forgot what we had talked about. That was on the menu. And I'm like, man, what is yeah, that? Yeah, that was where... That was the so Wellingtons. So she made mini beef Wellingtons that, I, I mean, they were Wellingtons in, in that tiny form. And they were so good. Uh, it's a Tyler Florence recipe she uses. But the duck salad, uh-huh. the mushroom mix, duck salad that she uses, that she makes yeah, yeah. is so delicious. And then, um, oh, and, and we made Totino's, Totino's pizza rolls. Because <laughs> those got hot in the 80s. Pizza rolls, Totino's especially. And then for dessert, tiramisu, that was a big yeah. one. And then Jello, homemade Jello pudding pops. That's so awesome. that was like it was all snacky and like you just kind of picked at it, and it was mm-hmm. really just absolutely delicious. And then I made blue stuff because in yeah yeah in the eighties every party for and then into the early nineties right it was always some sort of blue drink. Uh, yeah, like what was some that we had, like Bahama Mamas? There was Blue Hawaiian. Yeah, Blue this Hawaiians was, a, blue was Lagoon, a big one. So this was uh, the Curacao, uh, or however you say that, vodka and lemonade, basically. Yeah, I actually have all those in the house, too. And uh, it was it was tasty. And then we got super fancy, and my dad and, and mom have some 1980s Bordeaux in their cellar. So we, so we had some Ooh. 1980s wine some reds and then they actually had chablis from the 80s and nice. we tried that and it tastes almost like sherry basically at this point uh-huh. in its life um but it was pretty good one of them especially was pretty good so you know we we went all out and uh i had an mtv shirt and some crazy you know pants and then i put on my adidas they're black and white white with black stripes yeah the outfits were great if you haven't seen the pictures, the outfits were great. Like it was full on. Yeah, we went all out. And even Michaela got into the mix. She was all in. Yeah, into it. she was all rocker girled out. My, I mean, there were some good outfits. My one buddy Doug showed up as as Slash, and that was yeah. great. And uh, the the Run DMC. You had some Run DMC stuff going. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. then Breakfast Club was killer. <laughs> I mean, the Breakfast Club was so good. 
Um, yeah. could not believe how, how they nailed that one. So yeah. And Gretchen looked great in her, in her kind of just eighties typical. I mean, it's basically probably what she wore. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Although she was pretty, pretty young, but, um, I was, that seven year age difference becomes really, really apparent when you have an eighties night because, yeah. you know, I'm like late teens getting into college basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like still grade school. So it was a much different experience. Yeah, You, you don't think about that <laughs> now. <laughs> much different. Yeah. Bray, Bray always says to me that he wished he grew up in the eighties. Oh, it's a fantastic decade. Like it was just a simpler, carefree time you can get if you got in trouble it wasn't like the trouble that you get in today right there's there's no video evidence oh, that's or pictures that Ooh, are going around goodness right like how what was the worst that happened to me you you got in a fist fight listening to warrant down boy <laughs> right it's a summer kegger or the cops came and you had to pour out your beer and that was it like you knew you didn't have to worry about all the drama that might you know the eighth graders that my kid goes to school with and Snapchat and TikTok and all that nonsense that creates. Uh, and it's, it was good. we were out and about in our neighborhood, right? Like we were all oh, outside yeah. and doing stuff. And like, we knew all the neighbors and we knew all the cops because they were our neighbors. And it was like a right, right. era. Like these kids aren't outside anymore. Right. And they're not. Yeah. I, I don't ever remember being home. Like I was either at a function out on the block with friends doing something organized, a sporting event, a youth group event. I was always out with people. I was never home. Yeah. I mean, I think every generation is going to think like, oh, growing up in that earlier generation was easier. I think you're always <laughs> going to have that. And it may or may not be true, right? It's all perception and we romanticize a little bit. But in when I think back to just how people got along overall, and maybe it's just because yeah. I didn't know any better. I just felt like we could kind of get past things. And I think about, you know, just where we're at now in the politics and like what, I guess the difference to me is the big difference is back then, if you had something to say, you said it to somebody's face. Now you just type it yes. in a, and you know, in a tweet. There's no consequence. Right. There's zero consequence. Right. So it was a much and different time because you had to say it to somebody. Right. And yeah. And we're it's really hard, too, because no generation of parents ever had a parent what we are trying to figure out how to. Parent. Yeah. Oh, this. So you can't fall. You can't fall back on like I can't call my mom and be like, hey, how'd you handle my pager going off at seven o'clock? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. There's no one. We're all trying to figure out on, a, on our right. own. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and when we were kids we would sneak out after hours or something here or there or do something stupid. Right. <laughs> and it was dumb, but I felt, I, I never felt unsafe. I won't even, I yeah. barely go out after dark at this point. Like, I just don't feel like the world is the same from that standpoint. Right. Like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a different kind of feeling like, and I know it has a lot to do with the way the news cycle works. Also, we wouldn't find out about something like we'd maybe find out like right. as it was happening. Like for me, the the defining moment for me as a kid is when they go to Gacy's house, right? And they have those live news reports of this guy, right? Uh, the serial yeah. killer who's way too close to home, right? Yeah. Um, and that I remember like 
how crazy it was to me that we were finding out almost at the same time as it was happening. Mm -hmm. Now it's even faster and it's like there'd be 800 speculations and there'd be people denying that it happened. And like, there would be all kinds of craziness around it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's definitely parenting in the social media age is definitely different. It's brutal. It is brutal. But I, I was laughing when you said that, you know, like going out after dark, Braden's football game over the weekend, his last one, uh, didn't start till eight. Oh wow! So we weren't done till like a quarter to ten. It like Farrick and I go to bed at nine o'clock. Braden goes to bed at nine o'clock. We're like, what? It's a whole new world that <laughs> I haven't seen in a long time. Ten thirty at night. Yeah. So we were laughing about how old we are, you know. And and of course, my vision's not. Night driving has always been hard for me. And now as I'm older, night driving is brutal. So Gretchen actually has glasses she wears for night driving. Yeah, I think I'm getting to that point. Yeah. Um, and it's, she says it really, really helps her, like with the glares and the, the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Does she have a stigmatism? No, she actually had um, LASIK. So she re- wears reading glasses um, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. these. But that said, I have astigmatism, like bad, to the point where I can't get LASIK. So Yeah. Um, well, I had LASIK oh, right when I got into the fire department. Come on, people are here. If anybody's hearing that in the background, I apologize. So, uh, <laughs> they usually but, uh, come on Friday, so I'm not, not, not sure what they're doing here. Um, probably the last one. Could be. Could be. But the glare really bothers me when I yeah cry. yeah so I'm at that point. I had Lasix too, so yeah I I I was not eligible between being farsighted and my massive astigmatism. I was not not eligible for for Lasix at all or any other kind of eye surgery. Yeah, it just reading it at it at night is really hard. So like I have my you know car readers, my menu readers all this stuff. So I've reached that point. And then you have your readers on your head and you're looking around for your, your glasses all the yeah. time. And then you figure I mean, out even, that they're on top of your head. Even recording here, they can't see you do. I have glasses on every week. Cause I can't even really see the screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's bothering me now. Like I meant to go upstairs, but I'm like, I'm too lazy. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm just staring at you. I don't need to see that. Good. Fuzzy. <laughs> if you're staring at me, Dave, fuzzy is better anyway. Yeah, fuzzy's better, but I can't tell if it's like my computer or it's the fact that I don't have my readers on. Yeah, it's so too funny. Yeah. So, what's the uh, how's the week been? What's been going on? You know, it's just uh, it's been busy, and uh, we finished up football, which is nice. I'm over that. I'm over sitting outside in 20 degree weather. the uh, The boys lost their uh, Super Bowl game, uh, which you know. Some of the kids, it was uh, super emotional because they had been playing in the league for nine years and that was their last game. And uh, some kids were emotional because they lost the game. But uh, it was uh, Bray had gotten gluten some point during the game. So during uh, the game, he had a really Ooh. well during the day, oh. and it affected him during the oh. game. So uh, he, I was really proud of him for pushing through that. He, you could tell he was in uh, some pain. He threw up a couple times during the game, and uh, he uh, persevered through it. And um, 
So I was really proud of them for that. Uh, the the kids had a great season, some great friendships out of that. So uh, we'll miss the people. I won't miss uh, losing four nights a week. Uh, therapy's gone really well. Uh, walking's gone really well. So uh, overall, status quo. I mean, I feel really good uh, mentally. I'm in a much more positive place uh, over the last month that I have been. Good. Nice. So, uh, and now we're uh, starting to talk about the uh, Israel trip a little more and the flight. And um, I liked what the guy, the guy said it's okay. Because I'm not really excited to go to Israel. And I'm even less excited to take the trip. So uh, the guy was talking to me about it's okay to not go. It's okay to not want to go and go. And it's it's okay to have those feelings. You just have to talk about that. So uh, it's making me feel more comfortable about my feelings and emotions for this trip halfway across the world. Remind me again, when when is that? January. I mean, if you need a substitute, I mean, if you need me to go play. Yeah, yeah, Papa if you Dushkin want to. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You just got to be grumpy, you know, oh, I've and got complain that down. for 10 hours <laughs> and complain on the flight. But Farrakh and I have, um, we've had conversations about me not going and I'm not ready to make that commitment yet. Like, I really want to make this trip with my family, but I also don't want to ruin the trip with my family. And I, I talked to the guy about how Farrick and I are going to be empty nesters soon, theoretically in a couple of years, and we want to travel. And this flight really could take me down two roads. Like I'm never going to get on a plane again or Farrick and I, or out this flight will work out and Farrick and I will travel and we'll have, he's like, why are you putting all this pressure on this flight? Like really all you have to do is get on the flight and get there, enjoy your trip. And then when it's time to come home, get on that flight and come home. So it was nice to hear someone tell me like, or how did see the craziness that I'm putting myself through over a simple flight. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll have, we'll have a talk. We'll see. I don't, I don't want to miss this opportunity, but, uh, that last experience on my plane ride really jolted my, uh, confidence in myself to take another plane ride. Yeah. But you got on a plane after that. Right. So, I mean, I did the yeah, next day. I mean, it, yeah. It wasn't like you had to wait a month before you got on a plane or a year or 10 years. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to give yourself more credit at some point for, for that. Right? Yeah. And the, the duration is really scary yeah. to me because I've never done yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I, so and absolutely. He, and he's talking, he's able to talk me down. And the more we talk, the more relaxed I get about yeah. it. I mean, I love the fact that he's saying like, why are you giving that one thing so much power? Right. Like, you're determining yeah. your future off of one plane ride, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And I could see it before, and now I can see it. And now I'm like, that's you're so right. I'm so dumb. Like, why I can't give that? I'm giving, I'm feeding into the fire that I'm creating. That if I just relax and take the flight, 
right? Like you said, I took the flight the next day and I was fine. Yeah. You just have to relax. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's a tough, it's a tough one. Cause that's a physical, uh, I'll say fear, right? This is the kind of, this is the reason that I started the no fear project all those years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Was this kind of stuff of thinking about, and there is somebody in our group who has uh, a flying issue, right? And, and um, they share their experiences as they try to start overcoming it. And it's fascinating to me, right? Because I'm, I've always been less on that, although flying is not my favorite thing in the world, right? And then I have certain things I've got to do. Um, but I'm much mm-hmm. more on like, um, I don't know. My, my fears are on other things, often to do with people, right? And either way, though, it's always about the unknown. It's that that yeah that unknown piece, right? And that's where therapy does help a lot with yeah. trying to work through those pieces and help you. I mean, I'm with you. Like at the beginning of therapy, like I kind of felt dumb. Like, like, why am I doing this? Right. But really what it was is helping you put into context each of these things in life. And yeah, you can't compare yourself to one piece and you can't let any one piece define the rest of everything else. Yeah. I really feel like it's taking my internal, like mental battles that I do to myself and it's putting it as a hologram in front of me so I can see it. And rationally, I can see it take myself out of the picture and be like, that's the most ridiculous. Why am I doing that to myself? It's so re- ridiculous. Like, I still go through it. We we go through a lot of the same things. But now it's like in front of me and I can see it as another person is making that same decision. And that's how I'm able to... I don't need to put the next 20 flights that Farrakhan and I might take six years from now. I just got to get yeah. there. Right. Yeah. And, and, and what don't I like about flying? I don't like not being in control. I don't like um, the, if it was me, Farrakhan and Braden on a plane, I'd be fine. I don't like the, the unknowing of the people around us. Um, I don't like turbulence, but I don't think I'm going to have a 10 hour full turbulent flight kind of thing. And now I've, uh, I'm actually able to watch a travel video. Like there's lots of videos of our flight from New York to, uh, I think it's Tel Aviv. So now I can watch those flights and be like, all right, it's cool. I know what I'm in for. Now I just have to prepare for it. Hmm. Interesting. And I won't have the 12-hour, hopefully, 12-hour uh, delay at O'Hare and uh, five days of stress before my flight. Right. So, you know, I got that going <laughs> going for me at least. Yeah. I, I hear you, man. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens for you, but I, I think it should be – fine, but you'll make the decision that's best for you and, and your family. And that's, that's really the, yeah. the key. Right. And, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm open about it now. So the conversation's been started with, uh, Farica. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to Braden too. He's all in, he's super excited, uh, about going. Farica's like, I'm going, you can stay home. I'm super jealous. Like that's, that's on my bucket list. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. And I, it part of me, 
I really think that I should be excited. Like, I like her family, who I were going. So I'll be excited to see them. But, like, I don't know. I should be more excited about the place than I yeah. am. But, uh, well, I mean, I always look at, see, I'm a, I like history and, and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you don't get much more historical than Israel, especially from a, I mean, the world's three major monotheistic religions, the, the cradle is there, right? That's the meaning yeah. point. Right? I, I could tell you, I am alone in my thought and every person, no matter of their background or religion thinks that our opportunity to go there is a bucket list and an amazing thing and they wish they were going. So I am certainly alone in my not being too excited about the place. Yeah, no, I, I get it. But look, if you're not if you're not into that stuff, right? Like I Yeah. I mean what else is there to do? I have no idea. Right. Like for me, mm-hmm. like we're going to New Orleans at the end of February. And I keep thinking about the World War II Museum. Like, that's the nerd I yeah, am. Yeah. We're going to be in New Orleans. Yeah. And besides some food things, I'm thinking about the World War II Museum and going there again and getting nerdy, right? Like, and yeah. I've already told people, you know, the group, the small group we're traveling with, you guys go do your thing. I'll be in the museum for, you know, hours yeah. and hours reading each and every display because that's that's who I am, right? Mm-hmm. And there is one place, and I don't know if we can get there, but there's an uh, ancient city, uh, I think it's pronounced Akko in Israel, and it's from the Crusaders' time, right? So I'll, I'd be really excited. We have history in this country, but we don't have history like that, right? <laughs> so to go back and see a city, I think will be a super incredible experience to see that kind of history. And I also saw it on somebody feed Phil. So like I have a, a reference of that city that I don't have otherwise. And I, I've seen pictures of it. So um, that's some, there's, I, I, I think I just need to reverse the, the wheels. And instead of, talking myself out of going is talk myself into going and how exciting the trip can be. And I, I think I'm slowly getting there. May I just need to talk to you every day. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, things like (laughs) Akko are the type of things that like, I think that's also how you say it. I, I would nerd out. Right. Because they just, that, that area goes back to like the middle bronze age in terms of being a major port, city right like mm-hmm. you're talking 3000 bc yeah yeah yeah. 3000 bc right like it's yeah. unreal like we don't we don't get that kind of stuff around here yeah we can't as americans we can't fathom no. that or see yeah. it right so like if i see uh um pictures i watch a lot of food travel so when you see someone walk around a courtyard in like florence and there's this massive courtyard and a cathedral we have nothing like that here yeah i mean and i i I haven't spent obviously any time in israel i have in other some other like european cities and such and then but i haven't really been like east and we you know we're talking about doing some of that stuff too it just it's fascinating so i I don't know i think it's really cool that you're getting to do it potentially that your family gets to it and they really want to do it right and that's yeah yeah that's the key that you get to, to 
that they're going to find a way either way, but I'm sure they would much rather you share in that experience if, if sure. you're able to, you know, get to that point. Right. Yeah. So beautiful. So yeah, that's my, you know, every day moving forward. I'm positive. I'm really liking, uh, the guy who I, who I'm seeing, I think it's a good match and, uh, I think he's helping tremendously and, uh, it's all good. Hey, find. I mean, there's still a lot of still a lot of work to sure. do, but I feel better about the work. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not as hard on myself. And we talked about it last week. Like I, I can't change or compare myself to 20 mm-hmm. years ago. I can only comp- know who I am today and make the change for tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, I'm finding a good match like that on like your first try. That's that's pretty awesome because having to go yeah. to see three, four, five, 12, 15 people before you find that match, that's what stops people a lot of the time. Right. Yeah. And I have a, a friend from the fire department and that, um, she had a great person that she saw for years who then moved and then trying to have that trust with someone and then try to rebuild it with someone is she's really struggling with that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, my person retired and again, I haven't gone on that journey to find others, you know, another one yet. Yeah. Luckily I'm doing okay enough. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I was to say that tomorrow I'm not going to need to start that search in earnest again. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, overall I had an okay week too. I, I started out really strong, but I, I don't know what it is with. I thought I'd be okay without something on the calendar to keep exercising and keep going. But man, when it's been, I mean, these winds have just been crazy, right? It's been 20 degrees or it's been 25 degrees with a feels like of 10, right? Like the winds have just been brutal and Mm -hmm. that stopped me from going outside. And I dread the treadmill that I can see from here. And it's (laughs) like, I haven't done that piece of it. Um, like I did get volume under control overall for the week. We did the factor meals for the first time. And boy, I, I got to say, those things are really good overall. Um, yeah. I love how you can pick the meal. Uh, I sent, you know, like you get free boxes or whatever, like, you know, like yeah. little promotional things you could send to people. I've sent it to like three people so far, hoping that they'll, they'll give it a go if they want to. Um, but it's, it helped me kind of establish a volume piece at night. Um, Mm -hmm. And it just got me in a really good, you know, help get in a better rhythm. And then the weekend comes here and then you've got to get together a party and then you've got the next day. And the next day I just was a slug because to to your point, like earlier, go to bed late. I didn't have a lot to drink, but I had like, you know, the equivalent of a couple of drinks. It's like, I can't, I can't have that anymore. Like I just can't. And yeah. And this is a really hard, like we had a, um, a friends giving function last night. We have another one Wednesday. So this is really like, this is my, it, it's, it's almost impossible to start something and go through all this stuff. Like, so it's really for me, like a lenient week. Like you can't, I can't punish myself every time I do something this week, mm-hmm. right? Because that just takes you 
back, and it's a really hard week to to start something new. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess from the way that I framed it is there's no failure because the goal isn't to be perfect for me. The goal is yeah. to have a philosophy and try to incorporate that philosophy as often as possible. And I have to tell you, even with the uh, like. I still didn't eat as much as I used to not even close. Mm -hmm. I definitely did not drink as much as I used to. So, I mean, there's victories within this and I'm not beating myself up. I I, I have zero issue. And when I say I can't (laughs) do it, I don't mean like I can't do this. What I mean is when I do it, I've got to have a better plan for how to overcome it. Okay. Because I sat around Mm -hmm. like a slug yesterday. Now Gretchen (laughs) did things and, and had a, a you know, a good day and a productive day. I did nothing and there was no reason for it. Right. So mm-hmm. my point is that I need to learn how to function better once these things kind of happen. And that's a process that I've going to go through, but I, I felt zero guilt or zero shame or zero. Like I didn't have like a, what did I do? I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm never going to do this again. I've got to be perfect. Yeah. Like I didn't have any of it. It's gone. Right. I, that good. part is good. My bigger issue is not getting out there and just sucking it up in the weather to exercise or getting on the treadmill or finding alternatives. That's my biggest thing is I have to get back in that rhythm and it needs to happen now. My problem has been for whatever reason, I'm in a cycle where I'm having trouble sleeping again mm-hmm. and that ruins everything because I don't get up in the morning which means that I don't, my day is shot, right? Like if I don't get up, it just doesn't work for me. So what I need to do is kind of force myself back into going to bed earlier, which gets me up earlier, which gets me in the rhythm. And that matters way more for my exercise portion of health than anything. So, Mm -hmm. and if I want metabolically to be better, the exercise is a really important part of that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could tell you the last time I slept through the night. Yeah, I mean it's Which, it's tough, right? Yeah, it mess, it messes you up, and and like I'm able to fall back asleep, but it, I'm I I bet you I wake up every day between three, like the first time at like one o'clock in the morning, then like three thirty, three forty five every day, right? Yeah, I mean, the watch measures your sleep quality, right? Like out of 100. Um, and it may not be perfect, but it's directionally correct. And yesterday, you know, like last night was a 58. Like yeah. you can't, you know, the night before was 37. The night before was 59. Like you can't. Yeah. What are you wearing? Uh, Garmin. Garmin. Yeah. But I've also, yeah, got, I don't know, you know, other measures because of the sleep apnea machine and. Sure, and sure. I'll show that it's I'm basically sleeping like garbage. Yeah. Right? And and the reason for that is I'm eating, you know, maybe I'm eating too late like I did the last two nights actually. I'm not exercising enough. Like if I go back and I look, hey, what are my habits when my sleep scores are in the, you know, 80s, 90s? It's I'm eating less volume. I'm not eating late. And I'm exercising uh, consistently. Oh, okay. And I'm not drinking, right? Like it's, it's pretty simple. 
If I drink, yeah. my sleep scores are in the 30s or less. It, it's yeah. even one drink. That's where I'm at in my life. So it's not about like, like I have a problem or, you know, drinking does something else. It's only that I can't sleep. And mm. that's enough for me to lay off the sauce most of the time <laughs> because not getting sleep yeah. is crushing me. Now, could you, instead of having a race on your calendar, can you make like those numbers a goal that you put on your calendar that I want to be here? Okay. Or is it because I, I struggle too because, and I even have a race on the calendar and I'm having trouble still getting motivated for that race. And now because of my dude, I'm looking at that race weekend much differently and I'm trying to figure out because there's multiple events to that race and why am I going to that weekend? What do I want to get out of the weekend? And does the mileage that I pick have anything to do with what I want out of the weekend? Yeah. So that's a new, I've never had that frame of thought yeah. before. Yeah. I think, I think I'm in a different spot. One putting goals on a calendar that aren't related to a race or an event that mm-hmm. doesn't really motivate me much. Instead, it like I was really into the process and now I've kind of lost that. And I think part of it was I didn't rest properly after the marathon. And uh-huh. I think I'm physically, I physically got, was a little more beat up than I thought. Sure. And, uh, and I kind of just kept going more or less in, and I, but I, in a kind of half-ass kind of way. And I didn't take that like, okay, I need this time. Now mm-hmm. I started out the week. Okay. And then it just caved when the weather turned, like I let the weather get to me, which hasn't really happened. <laughs> like complain when it's hot, complain when it's, when it's cold. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I want perfect all the time, but yes, the thought of being out in a biting wind. I no, like it, like that's Mm-mm. just, I had no interest. Like what, what am I doing that for? Right. So yeah. instead what I need to do really is look at the process. And I think I kind of forgot. And it's something I really thought about as I didn't sleep. I thought about the fact that if I want to be in the Canyon in October, the miles I do now count it like somehow sure. in our mind, it's like, well, they don't count yet. Right. It's too early. What's it going to do? Laying, and I should know better because having that build up that foundation, when you think about ultra running and you watch who succeeds in ultra running, the, the ones that succeed consistently, they have a huge base of miles, not yeah. just races. Yes. The rate doing a lot of races helps them from a mental standpoint, overcome when they need to, but it's the base of miles. So I need to get back into the process. I need to get just in motion and not allow weather to be the deterrent. If the, if it, if I don't want to be out in the wind, then I need to suck up my um, disdain of the treadmill and get on it. Right. Like it's not exactly the same, but it's close enough. Mm -hmm. And I just need to just, be consistent. Like I was consistent for a long time. I did, I need to get back to it. Right. And I felt yeah way better 
Right. So it's, it's as soon as you do it, you know, it's better. Like I've never gone out and regretted a run. Well, maybe the <laughs> night before the, or the, yeah, yeah. the morning of the, the, mar- the, before the marathon, but the normally it's pretty rare to regret a run or a workout. So yeah. What's your, what's your, like, if you start running, are you a quarter mile, half mile to your, like, this is like, I like, like that first quarter mile, half mile is brutal. You're like, why am I doing this? And then you take another step and you're like, ah, I like this. Yeah. I mean, there's, and I never like it, but that's part of my problem. I don't really like running. So <laughs> Uh, but I do it because I know the benefits of it and I like the challenge of it. The other piece of it where I'm struggling, I think, is I've kind of told myself, hey, run when you run, walk when you walk. I think I need to just let it go and just do run, walk and just be happy. Like, And it's yeah. it, it has nothing to do with thinking run, walk is inferior in some way. Like, I, It's not that. It's just I wanted to kind of separate my running time from like my – uh, much more mm-hmm. intense hiking time because that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, but they don't have to separate like that. I think I just may need, and I haven't talked to Holly Ann about this. I, I've, I don't know. I, I figure that she could probably tell when I don't do the workout at this point that something's <laughs> up, right? Like, yeah. And it's not an injury. It's all mental. So I just want to, Take that breath and get back at it. But today is so. Are you still working with oh, her? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to continue to work with her. We're we're working on some other things, uh, like more of like a ten day cycle and like long run. This week is like the middle of the week um, on a ten day and different workouts mm-hmm. and stuff to get ready for the Grand Canyon. I'll have maybe some stuff in between, um, but we'll see. But the big thing is I'm going to continue to work with her and. Just gotta get back in that motion, and uh, you know, maybe maybe I do put some other races on the calendar to help, uh, but I think I can get there. I, I think I'm stronger than I, this mentally. Like this this weakness, I, I got to stop looking for why and just go out and do it. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. So, yeah. So you know, I I reached out to you about her as well. So I have her in my my future. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's great. I mean, there's 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 good coaches out there, right? I mean, and coaches and therapists are very similar in that you've got to find the right fit. And yeah. I've been lucky, you know. Andy was a good fit for when I was uh, at that point, and Hollyann's a really good fit for now for me. And it's mm-hmm. a challenge probably for her too, having you know somebody that's not really looking at a race goal, but a different kind of goal, and how to coach that. Uh, hope, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I typically have been the client that, like, you just kind of do the workout. If I don't do it, it's because there's a really good reason. There's no good reason for these. I just haven't done them. And yeah, I'm 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 still right right there with you. Yeah. And uh, I have the the gym membership now, so uh, I it's I I used to be in the school. Whatever the weather is, you go outside and do it. And now I'm of the school. Like if I had to go outside today, I'm going to the gym. I don't care. I'll go suffer on that treadmill. Yeah, I think I will right. get out there today. Um, I haven't even looked to see if there's a workout on my my calendar, but I haven't. 
done any, so um, I don't think I'll ruin it if I'm if I go out and do a few miles. Um, oh, there is. There's an easy run, three miles. So I'll go do that three miles later today. You know, and I think today being I'm super busy, right? So I had um, a client that I had a call with this morning. I got to go get Michaela here in a minute. I I've got uh, you know recording with you. I've got to get our our turkeys for Thanksgiving. We got a fresh turkey and turkey breast. I got to go pick up at the store. Mm-hmm. We get it from every year. Um, I've got to get her Michaela to her ninja warrior class to her <laughs> dance class. I got to grab her yeah. dinner in between those two things. So I've got this little window, right? That uh, before I've got to get her to ninja and after I get the turkeys, pick her up and get the turkeys, I, I got to get that run in, right? And I almost think being busier helped me get around that. Like when I had too much time on my hands there for a couple of days, I just said, well, I Guilty. can get to it. I can get to it. I can get to it. Next thing you know, I don't want to do it. It's too late, right? Yeah, I I have way too much time on my hands. And Farika likes to tell me that every day <laughs> is that I have way too much time because it's not good for yeah. me. It gives me way too much in my mind time and that uh I, I need to go do something or like even stuff around the house like literally i have nothing scheduled today until i pick up Bray and we have lifting and throwing i was just listening to shocker i know i uh, run disney podcast Strange. but literally that's all that's what i was doing today and then like i had a quick little something to do and then I'm like, ah, you know, we changed our time to talk today earlier, but uh, I do I have way too much time. Yeah, which I appreciate because that's going to help me get that run in at a good yeah. time. So, see, I can help other people really well. I just can't take care of me. <laughs> Thank you're welcome. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Well, I think we've spilled our guts for you know a good 45 minutes today. I feel pretty good. How about you? <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. I love doing this. I, uh, I I would like the next six months to be much more positive at my weekly talks yeah. than the last six months have been, but uh, day by day. Yeah. Day by day. Awesome. All right. Anything else to share before we sign off? No, just a, a gratitude to everyone who puts in the time to listen to us and reaches out and uh, a very happy Thanksgiving to you and the family and uh, the dozens and dozens of people out there who Listen to us on a weekly basis. It's very much appreciated. And uh, just a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate happy Thanksgiving, y'all. everybody. And uh, maybe you should just play this at, this podcast at your Thanksgiving Day dinner. Everybody's going to come out feeling <laughs> so much better about themselves. Then you can thank us later. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. You've been listening to episode 170 of the Fat Man Chronicles. The music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. Feel free to share this and have others suffer with me and Dave. Um, Other than that, everyone get out there and be better today.